please take a moment to get a Bible if you need them. They're on the tables in the back. Hay Biblias detrás. And we're going to be coming into our message time right now. And I want uh, to just, uh, first of all, say I'm going to start by reading two very short verses. Voy a comenzar leyendo dos versículos cortos. And then, in the rest of the message, there's going to be a lot more scripture coming. Okay, so again, this is one of those Sundays where I'm going to say, please have your Bibles ready. Que tengan listas sus Biblias porque voy a leer dos versículos y después vamos a mirar muchos textos. So, the first scripture is taken from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 9, verse 23. Lucas 9, 23. And these are words of Jesus. Jesus here says... If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Dice Jesús, si alguien quiere ser mi discípulo, que se niegue a sí mismo, lleve su cruz cada día y me siga. So keep your finger there, and we're going to go now to John chapter 3, verse 30. Another short verse, Juan 3.30. John the Baptist is speaking about Jesus. Juan el Bautista habla de Jesús. And he says simply this. He must become greater. I must become less. A él le toca crecer. Y a mí, menguar. So the title of the message today is Reshaped by Less. Reshaped by less. Remodelados por menos es el título del mensaje. Now, based on that title, based on the two scriptures I've just shared with you, you, you might think, well, Pastor Russ maybe is going to talk about something like minimalism. A lo mejor vamos a hablar de minimalismo. What's that? Well, minimalism is the practice of getting rid of excess material stuff in our lives so that we can live simply, so that we can focus more on what matters most. El minimalismo es deshacerse de los bienes materiales para enfocarse en lo que importa lo más. In fact, I did a little bit of research on this, and a hardcore minimalist, if you want to be a hardcore minimalist, you are committing to live with only a hundred things or less in your life. That's not much. Some of you ladies have more shoes than that. So it's, 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 a, it's a challenge, right? Un minimalista vive con menos de 100 cosas. Well, guess what? I'm not going to talk about that. I'm not going to talk today about all the, the different things that we can live without. No voy a hablar de las cosas sin las cuales podemos vivir. Instead, today, I want to focus on just one thing that we can live without. At least for a little while. Quiero ver una cosa sin la cual podemos vivir un rato. And here's the thing. By learning how to live without this one thing for just a short period of time, it can help us be reshaped in our desire for the one thing that matters most in life. And so that's what we can see. Al vivir sin esta cosa un rato, podemos enfocarnos en la cosa más importante de todas. So you may be saying, what is that one thing, Pastor Russ? What is that one thing we can live without that can reveal to us the one thing we can't live without? ¿Qué es esa cosa sin la cual podemos vivir? 
Well, the surprising answer is food, la comida. In other words, what I'm talking about is the practice of fasting. It's denying ourselves food for a short period of time as a reshaping tool, as a tool to help us in our walk with God. Se trata de negarse la comida un rato para, para, para crecer en el Señor. Now at this point, you're probably saying, Pastor Russ, you tricked us. You said the message was going to be about being reshaped by less. Nos has engañado. Este es el mensaje, ¿verdad? Well, yes, I'm going to talk about being reshaped by less food. Queremos ser remodelados por menos comida. Not physically, okay? That's not my department to tell you what you should be eating and what your shape is and all of that. I want to talk about being reshaped by less food in a spiritual sense. Quiero hablar de ser remodelados por menos comida en un sentido espiritual. Because here's the reality we don't often recognize. There's a connection between the stomach and the heart. Hay una conexión entre el estómago y el corazón. In fact, there's this saying in English, right? The way to a man's heart is where? Through the stomach. Ladies, keep that in mind. Para llegar al corazón de un hombre hay que pasar por la panza, decimos en inglés. There's a, con there's a connection there. When our stomachs are full and content and when our stomachs are happy, guess what? Our hearts are happy too. Cuando está lleno, el estómago está lleno y contento el corazón. And guess what? That's not a bad thing, is it? Eso no es malo. In fact, food is not a bad thing. I highly recommend it. I think it's good stuff. I, I happen to like food. Actually, I happen to love food. Me encanta la comida. I think that food is one of God's wonderful, good gifts to us as human beings. Es un regalo de Dios, la comida. But as with any gift of God, there is always a danger. Siempre hay un peligro. And the danger is that of taking a good gift of God and elevating it to the point where it begins then to compete with God for our devotion and for our attention. Es elevar un regalo para que compita con Dios con, por nuestra atención. And when that happens, we have a problem. Anytime we take any good gift of God, whether that's food or anything else, we take a gift and we elevate it to where it is above the giver of that gift, that gift is no longer a gift, that gift becomes a curse. Cuando elevamos un regalo más allá del que lo ha dado, es una maldición. It actually becomes an idol, a false god. Viene a ser un ídolo. And I think it's safe to say we live in a day and age where food has been elevated to God-like status. La comida tiene el estado de Dios hoy en día. I want to share with you a quote from author C.S. Lewis from some 70 years ago. He made a prediction that is creepy and scary when you think about it. C.S. Lewis hizo una predicción. He said, first of all, he said, there's no shame in enjoying your food. No hay vergüenza en disfrutar la comida. I'm for that. There's no shame in enjoying your food. What would be shameful is if the world spent their time looking at pictures of food and dribbling and smacking their lips. Sería vergonzoso si el mundo mirara imágenes de la comida babeando y chasqueando los labios. You say, well, we don't do that. Oh, really? Have you heard of Pinterest? Instagram? 
Facebook? How about the Food Network? An entire network devoted to food. Yelp restaurant ratings. We live in a generation of food worshipers. Vivimos en una generación de adoradores de la comida. In fact, we even have a name for it. What's the name? Foodies. Right? Have you ever said that? I'm a foodie. Over 400 years ago, the Heidelberg Catechism asked a very important question. It asked the question, what is your only comfort in life and in death? El Catecismo dice, ¿cuál es tu único consuelo en la vida y la muerte? And the, the answer, of course, based upon the scriptures, is that my only comfort in life and in death is Jesus. Es Jesús. But I think somehow we've gotten off track because I think in our day and age there would be a different answer. In our day and age, if you ask that question, what would people say? What is your only comfort in life and in death? Hoy en día, ¿cuál es tu único consuelo en la vida y la muerte? My only comfort in life and in death is that I can always have my next meal. That a, a cream-covered, caramel-soaked iced coffee will sweeten my day. Un cappuccino me va a endulzar el día. That the next unique restaurant experience is just around the corner. Puedo ver otro restaurante. That after a hard day's work, I can go home and I can binge watch episodes of Chopped. That's my comfort. That this is the way I can live. I can enjoy my pasta, my favorite steak, and sushi, and cookies, and cakes, and candies, all to my heart's content until my heart stops beating and tomorrow is no more. Puedo disfrutar de mi comida favorita hasta que deje de latir mi corazón. Well, fasting is about being hungry for something other than food. Fasting is about learning how to become hungry for what matters most in life. El ayuno es tener hambre lo que importa lo más. Fasting is about developing and growing in our hunger for God. Es tener un hambre de Dios. Pastor John Piper has written about fasting and he says this, through fasting we put our stomachs where our hearts are to give added intensity to our ache for Jesus. En el ayuno ponemos el estómago donde está el corazón para tener más dolor para Jesús. To have more ache for Jesus. What's that? Ache for Jesus. Well, in the Bible, there's actually something that talks about this. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 15, Mateo 9, 15, uh, Jesus was asked, hey, your disciples, they're, they're never fasting. Why, why don't your disciples fast like the disciples of the Pharisees? And John the Baptist, se le preguntó a Jesús, ¿por qué no ayunan tus discípulos como los otros? And Jesus gave this answer. He said, how can the guests of the bridegroom mourn while he is with them? The time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them. Then they will fast. ¿Acaso pueden estar de luto los invitados del novio mientras está con ellos? Llegará el día en que se les quitará el novio. Entonces sí, ayunarán. Jesus is making a statement here. He's saying, I'm the bridegroom. Yo soy el novio. And as long as I'm here, it is time to feast. I'm here for a wedding feast. Yo he venido para una fiesta. But the day is coming. 
when I won't be here. When that day comes, my disciples at that point will fast. Algún día no voy a estar, y entonces mis discípulos ayunarán. Well, guess what? Those days are these days. Our bridegroom is not here, in case we haven't noticed, right? Jesus, our bridegroom, is not here. Jesús el novio no está aquí. Yes, he's given us his Holy Spirit. He's given us his spirit. That's a good thing. Nos ha dado su espíritu. But, but Jesus in his physical, resurrected, glorified body is not on this earth. Jesús en su cuerpo resucitado no está aquí. He's promised to come back though. He's promised to return. And when, when Jesus returns in his physical, resurrected, glorified body, everything's going to change. He's going to put everything right cuando Él regrese en su cuerpo resucitado va a poner todo bien. When He comes back, He is going to eliminate all of the stuff in this world that we hate the most. All, he's going to eliminate sin and Satan and death and hell and evil. Él va a eliminar el pecado, Satanás, la, la muerte, el infierno. The Bible says that when Jesus, our bridegroom, comes back, there will be no more tears, no more pain, no more wars, no more disease, ya no habrá ni lágrimas, ni guerras, ni dolor, ni enfermedad. And he is going to, to set up a wedding banquet. He's going to put out a feast in the eternal kingdom of God and we will be satisfied forever and ever by that banquet. Vamos a estar saciados por, por ese banquete de boda que Jesús nos va a poner. And here's the question. Are you hungry for that? Are you hungry for that? Tienes hambre de eso. Does your heart ache for that? Sometimes it does when we lose loved ones, for example, and some of us have been in that place lately. Our hearts ache. Are you dissatisfied with the world as it is? No estás satisfecho con este mundo. Here's the problem. It's hard to be hungry for that. It's hard to be dissatisfied with the world as it is when our stomachs are happy and full. Es difícil estar dissatisfecho cuando el estómago está lleno. So fasting is designed to fix that. It's designed to rectify that. El ayuno es para rectificar eso. By going without food for just a little time, maybe one meal or two meals or 24 hours or so, What we're doing is we're learning to uncover something spiritually. We're uncovering a deeper hunger for God. Al negarnos la comida, una o dos comidas, destapamos un hambre para Dios. Jesus fasted. And that's one reason why we should consider it. Jesús ayunó. In fact, in Matthew chapter 4, we read that Jesus did something none of us could ever do. He fasted for 40 days and nights. Jesús ayunó 40 días. And at the end of that time, it says he was hungry, no doubt. And the tempter, the devil, came to him and said, If you're the Son of God, then just tell these stones to become bread. Después de 40 días, el tentador, el diablo le llegó, le dijo, Si eres hijo de Dios, ordena estas piedras que se conviertan en pan. And in Matthew 4:4, Jesus responded, He said, It is written, Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Escrito está, dijo Jesús, no solo de pan vive el hombre, sino de toda palabra que sale de la boca 
de Dios. Jesus understood what would satisfy him. What would truly satisfy him forever. Jesús sabía lo que iba a saciar para siempre. What would satisfy Jesus was not five breads becoming, five stones becoming sourdough. That wasn't going to do it for him. The only thing that would satisfy him completely was the word of his father. Jesús sabía que solo la palabra de su padre y lo iba a saciar. So here's the thing that we can recognize from even what Jesus says here. Food brings comfort, doesn't it? That's why we call some stuff comfort food. Brings comfort. But it's temporary. Food brings nutrition to our bodies, yes. But it's temporary nutrition. Food brings life. It gives us life. But it is temporary. La comida trae consuelo, pero es temporal. Trae uh, alimentación, es temporal. También trae vida, es temporal. But the word of God is different. The word of God brings us eternal comfort. The word of God brings us eternal nutrition. The word of God brings us eternal life. La palabra de Dios nos da consuelo eterno, alimentación eterna, vida eterna. It's superior. In John chapter 6, verse 33, Jesus said something pretty radical. Jesús dice algo en Juan 6:33. He says this, The bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. El pan de Dios es el que baja del cielo y da vida al mundo. And then the disciples say, hey, that sounds like great bread. Give us that bread. Danos ese pan, dicen los discípulos. And then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry. And he who believes in me will never be thirsty. Yo soy el pan de vida, declara Jesús. El que a mí viene nunca pasará hambre y el que en mí cree nunca más volverá a pasar sed, a tener sed. Jesus, the word of God, is the bread of life. Jesus, crucified, risen, coming again, is the one thing, the one thing that we need to be satisfied forever and ever. Jesús, crucificado, muerto, resucitado, que ha venir, es el único que nos satisface. And fasting then is a way of helping us to remind ourselves of that. Fasting reshapes us because as we deny ourselves and have less in ourselves, we are actually learning how to be hungry for Jesus and to be filled with more. Al negarnos la comida y tener menos, tenemos hambre de Jesús para tener más. In fact, fasting is connected with self-denial in the Bible. Uh, Jesus said in Luke 23, the scripture we read, if you're going to be my follower, you must come after me, deny yourself. Jesús dijo, dijo, si me vas a seguir, tienes que negarte a ti mismo. Fasting is just one form. It's not the only form. It's maybe not the best form. But it is one form of training ourselves in self-denial. In other words, I need Jesus more than I need food right now. 
My appetite for food is less than my appetite for Jesus. Uh, And other appetites too. My appetite for sex, my appetite for attention, my appetite for, for comfort. That's less important than my appetite for Jesus. Mi apetito para, para la comida, el sexo, o cualquier otra cosa menos que mi apetito para Jesús. In fact, in the Old Testament, in Leviticus chapter 16, we find that fasting and self-denial go together. Uh, there's in this chapter, Leviticus 16, 29, they talk about the Day of Atonement. Levítico 16, 29, habla del Día de la Expiación. And it says there in Leviticus 16:29, on the 10th day of the seventh month, you must deny yourselves. El día 10 del mes séptimo ayunarán, o es decir, se negarán a sí mismos. What's that mean? It's talking to the people of Israel. It, it literally means you must fast. Denying yourself and fasting go together. In fact, the whole day of atonement, what would happen is that this was the one day every year where the high priest would go into the holiest place in the temple or the tabernacle and he would offer a sacrifice for the sins of the entire nation of Israel. Un día al año el sumo sacerdote iba al, al lugar santísimo para ofrecer un sacrificio por los pecados del pueblo. And the people were to do what? They were to deny themselves as a sign of their sorrow for sin, but also as a sign, really, that they were hungry. Hungry for something more. They were hungry for forgiveness. They were hungry for God. Tenían hambre del perdón y de Dios. But they had to do that every year, and every year they had to deny themselves. Why? Because that sacrifice actually didn't work. It was symbolic of the one high priest who would come Jesus. He was the one who went to the most holy place of the cross to offer his sacrifice on the cross to forgive our sins once and for all. And the question is, are we hungry for that? Jesús es sumo sacerdote ofreció su sacrificio en la cruz una vez por todas. ¿Tenemos hambre de eso? That's what fasting is about. Fasting then is about having more. It's not about having less. Again, by just, by just leaving aside food for a little while, one meal, two meals, a day or so, what we're doing is, is we're being reshaped. Now, I want to be clear about something here. Quiero estar en claro. As with all of the reshaping tools we're seeing in this series of messages, and we're talking about a lot of tools, we need to understand why we fast. Or why even consider fasting? Hay que comprender el porqué ayunar. First of all, we do not fast in order to get points with God. We do not fast to earn God's favor. We do not fast to be accepted by God. We do not fast to twist God's arm to get him to do what we want him to do. We do not fast to be saved or to keep God loving us. No ayunamos para ser aceptados, ni para manipular a Dios, ni para ser salvos. Nada así. We fast because you see God has already given us everything in Jesus. We fast because we have been accepted through the blood of Christ. We fast because we have been given such a great gift. Ayunamos porque sí ya hemos tenido un gran regalo. And we're hungry for that. We want that in our lives. Tenemos hambre de eso. So Jesus 
also said something else about fasting. He says, we don't fast to earn points with God, but here's the flip side of this. We don't fast in order to impress other people. And this is where it becomes a dangerous thing, where fasting actually gets flipped on its head, and instead of fasting to become less, we fast to become more. Look at me, I'm fasting. Jesus said, uh-uh, don't go there. No queremos impresionar a los demás. In fact, in Mar- uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 17, Jesus very simply said, when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so it will not be obvious to people that you're fasting, but only to your Father and your Father who sees what's done in secret will reward you through that. Cuando ayunes, perfúmate la cabeza y lava la cara para que no sea evidente ante los demás que estás ayunando, sino solo ante tu Padre que está en lo secreto y Él te recompensará. In our fast, Jesus must become greater. We must become less. So it's not about impressing God. It's not about impressing people. No se trata de impresionar ni a Dios ni a las personas. We need to have a balanced view here. I like what Richard Foster says. Uh, He's an author. He says this. He says, Jesus does not say, if you fast. As if denying ourselves in the Christian life is an option, an optional thing. Jesús no dice, si ayunas, como si fuera opcional negarte a ti mismo. Jesus says, if you're going to come after me, deny yourself. So he doesn't say, if you fast, as if you'll never go there, but he doesn't either say, you must fast. Tampoco dice, tienes que ayunar, as if this were the only way to deny yourself, and this is an obligation that you've got to do unless you don't want to be accepted by God. No es obligatorio. What did Jesus say? He said, when you fast. Cuando ayunes. There's an understanding there that, that we're free to use this tool. It's a tool. Es una herramienta y somos libres para usarla. I kind of compare it to the tools I have in my garage. Now, I have some tools in my garage that I would call everyday tools. Hammers, screwdrivers, those are the tools I use every day, right? Any problem, I'm going to grab a hammer or a screwdriver. Uh, Los destornadores, los martillos son herramientas de todos los días. Bible reading, prayer, worship, these are everyday tools, right? We need them always. Hay que usar la la oración, la lectura de la palabra. Fasting, I kind of compare it more to like my my Torx wrench set that I have in my my garage. It's más como el destornillador tipo Torx. It's got the little star on the end. I don't use this tool every single day, right? But once in a while, I've got a screw, and that's the only way I'm going to get it out with that tool. A veces hay un, un tornillo que tengo que sacar con esa herramienta. And then I'm really glad I have it in my toolbox. Fasting is not a tool you're going to use every day, but it can be just the right tool at times to help you and me when we need it most. Puede ser la herramienta adecuada para nosotros. So without going into much detail, um, I can tell you that that fasting has been, almost since the beginning of my walk with God, it has been a helpful 
part of my toolkit. It's been something that has helped me. El ayuno me ha ayudado desde casi el comienzo. I can tell you that through fasting, I've not felt bigger or better. Most of the time when I fast, I feel weaker. It's, it impresses upon me my mortality. I don't know, but I am such a wimp. Think about it. We as human beings, we're so weak. We're, I'm such a wimp. I need every few hours, I need an infusion of this dead material stuff we call food or I'm a wreck. It's the truth. Cada ciertas horas tengo que tener una infusión de este material, material muerto que es la comida. And I think I'm hot stuff. If you take away my breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I'm a different guy. So fasting really, it, it, it slows me down. It makes me realize how weak I am and it helps me to, to be able to focus more on what I need. It gives me less so that I can focus on Jesus more. Me da menos para enfocarme en Jesús más. So here's the deal this morning. I want to invite you to consider over the next three weeks or so, I want to invite you to consider trying a fast. Quiero invitarles a intentar una, una prueba de ayuno. Don't fast on Sunday, October 10. That's our party. Feasting is also a spiritual reshaping tool. And we're going to feast. We're going to have a great picnic. Vamos a tener un gran evento el 10 de octubre. But sometime in the next three weeks, figure out what works for you. Maybe one meal, two meals, or 24 hours, whatever you think you know, you're ready for. Puedes ayunar una comida, dos comidas. We have, uh, today I'm going to give these out. You know, how do we do it? Well, this, this is a little guide that will give you some suggestions about how to do this. Hay una guía con unas sugerencias. I just want to make a couple of disclaimers, a couple of points. First of all, if you've got a medical condition, if you're diabetic, if you, you know, you've you got cancer or any of those things where you should not be doing this, check with your doctor to make sure whether you can do it or not. Si tienes una condición, diabetes, etc., averigua con tu doctor. It might not be safe for you. Please don't do it then. Okay? Um, there are what we call our alternative ways to fast. Fasting from your phone. Fasting from TV. You can fast from talking, believe it or not. Or from chocolate or something else like that, okay? Hay ayunos alternativos con tu teléfono, la televisión, el chocolate, etc. The second thing I want to say is if you don't have a medical condition preventing you from fasting, don't take the medical excuse. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to fast from food, so I'm going to fast from my phone. For some of you, that actually might be the harder thing now that I think of it. But don't take the medical excuse out the door. Si, si puedes, si físicamente puedes, don't, no, no te escondas detrás del pretexto médico. Why do I say that? There's something about food that hits us where we live, especially in our day and age. Like, like the guy from the Lord of the Rings says, food is the precious, right? Something about that. La comida de veras nos, nos toca en un lugar débil. So I want to encourage you in that. And I want to bring you to this place too. I'm going to come down to the Lord's table because what we have here, I think, is appropriate for what we've been talking about today. We have in the Lord's table a reshaping tool. Esta es una herramienta para remodelarnos. 
this is a minimalist table. Es una mesa minimalista. Just a little bit of bread, just a little bit of drink, a minimum of bread and drink. Tenemos aquí un mínimo de pan y de bebida. And yet, with just a minimum of bread and a minimum of drink, what are we promised? What are we offered? A maximum amount of Jesus. Se nos ofrece una cantidad máxima de Jesús. He's the bread of life. He's the living water. Él es el pan de vida y el agua viviente. He must become greater. And we need to become less. A él le toca crecer y a nosotros ser menos. So I invite you to this table. Let's just pause for a moment and pray. Lord, as we come to this table again, we, we want to prepare ourselves. There is, as Bill said, an invitation. Help us to hear it. And help us to receive with hearts that are hungry to leave behind sin and to follow the Savior, to follow our Lord Jesus. Que podamos recibir en esta cena el deseo de tener hambre por dejar detrás el pecado y para seguir a Jesús. Thank you, Lord, for feeding us with your very self. Gracias por alimentarnos de tu propio ser, Señor Jesús. It's in your name we pray. En tu santo y precioso nombre oramos. Amen. So as we come to the Lord's table, first of all, I want to make an invitation to any and all who are trusting in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You're determined to leave behind the sinful habits and patterns that, that are in your life in order to find something greater in Jesus. And if you're desiring to do that, you're fighting that good fight, this table is for you. Si has confiado en el Señor Jesucristo y estás determinado de tras, dejar atrás una vieja vida de pecado y seguir a Jesús, si estás luchando por eso, bienvenidos. So, the Lord Jesus, the same night that he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and he gave it to his disciples saying, take Eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. El Señor Jesús la misma noche que fue entregado tomó el pan y dando gracias lo partió y se lo dio a sus discípulos diciendo, Tomad, comed, este es mi cuerpo que por vosotros es partido. Haced esto en memoria de mí. After the same manner, He also took the cup when they had supped. And he said, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do as often as you drink of it in remembrance of me. De la misma manera tomó también la copa diciendo, esta copa es el nuevo pacto en mi sangre. 
Haced esto cada vez que tomen de ella en memoria de mí. I want to invite our serving elders to come forward at this time, and I want to explain our, our approach here today. We're going to invite you to stay seated, and the elders will come to you through the rows, and if you are wanting to partake, then they will offer you the, the prepackaged kits we have here. Los ancianos les va a pasar por las filas y les, voy a, les van a ofrecer los paquetes eh, empaquetados. You may take one and invite you, do not partake right away, to wait, esperen. When all who want to partake have been served, then we will share in this together. And just a word to those who may be on the fence. You're not sure yet, have I trusted in Christ? I, I, I'm not sure that I, I buy into this. My encouragement would be to, to just observe and and perhaps to be clear about that through this time as you watch others partake. Si no estás en claro de tu relación con el Señor, es un buen tiempo para observar y pues orar al Señor.